Recording. Testing. Testing. One, two. Testing. This is legitimately our quality control. Okay. Look, it's going to be quiet, but that's fine. Nah, well. So we're recording? No, it's definitely recording. Okay. Yeah. Shall we start talking? Look, let's. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. You are listening to episode 15 of the Thoughtless Casual Gaming podcast with Brett and Jace. We are Geelong-based uh, where we play some games and usually talk some crap about them, about how badly we play them. And, yeah, 15 episodes. Who would have thought that? If you play a game badly and then talk about it badly, is that worse? The talking worse than the playing? Or is it like multiplying negatives where they become a positive or whatever the hell, however that works? This is some philosophical shit. Which which are we better at? Right off the bat. Um, I don't think we're good at either. No, that's fair. I don't know. And then the other question, of course, is if we're playing games badly and then talking badly about them, are we talking badly about them because we're playing them badly? Are the games like, bad we, because of us? Is that what we're saying? I don't think the game is bad. Um, are we just compensating for a lack of gaming prowess? By discussing how much we bought. Well, this is the midlife <laughs> crisis of gaming right here. Oh, dear God. What has happened? Like, we said we'd just record and go for it, and this is what happened. Yeah, we should not just hit record and go for it, is the moral of the story here. Uh, we should probably not hit record in the first place. Um, last episode, we made a big song and dance about the fact that it had been only eight days since our last episode. That was like yesterday, wasn't it? It was eight days ago. Okay, so well. <laughs> we are two for two for the eight-day rule. We need to stop being so consistent because that is that is too much demand. Well, eight days from today is pretty much Christmas, so I don't know if we'll get another one in before then or that not. That is terrifying. Yeah, it is. There's just too much to do. Have you done some Christmas shopping yet? I sort of did some today. If okay. buying for me counts. Well, that absolutely counts. Um, I know you've got the, the, the whole house thing going for the daughter. Yeah. Um, but how are you otherwise? Are you prepared? Look, prepared isn't the word I would use. Um, and to make make it more fun, my family with their amazing planning. So my mother's birthday is two days before Christmas. Uh-huh. My birthday is two days after. Mm-hmm. I've got my sister's birthday on the 5th of January. Gotcha. So all of all of these things, they've just decided to go, look, let's just do one big party at the end of the year and forget the other 11 months. Um, Excellent. So it all comes in at once. And I generally start planning for that at about, well, mum's birthday is 23rd, so 22nd. Excellent. Um, so, no, look, I, I've, I've still got a, one or two to go, but fortunately I have a wife who is less blasé about being disorganized than I am. Okay. So, yep. by default, then is more organized. Excellent. Which means I don't need to be. Yeah, my, my wife's a lot more organized than I am. Although, like, the one person that I have actually properly bought presents for is her. And I, that was at least last month. So, I'm organized for her, which that is, is good. And then she can be organized for everybody else, which I think is fair. Well, I mean, that's basically a 50-50 split right there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, seeing as we're not talking hobby, shall we 
Give a bit of an update. What have you done in the last eight days? What have I done in eight days? Has it really been that long? (laughs) Um, My hobby progress would not suggest it has been that long. Um, No, to be fair, my my actual hobby time um, doing stuff has pretty much been painting one model. Um, So that has been my my nightly kind of couple of hours of just putting paint on. This Um, is the model you finished. 20 days ago, isn't it? Well, it's not finished yet, and I keep tinkering. Um, and also, I still haven't done the base. Uh, <laughs> well, is that going to happen? It needs to happen. It need to, I need to put it on something. Um, no, I organized a 3D print file to go to put print. Like I was going to print uh, like a plinth base for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've got that. I've I've got the file ready, and I was going to put it on today, and then it was like a thousand degrees in the garage, and I decided that probably wasn't the best idea. Not today. So, it's it's sort of vaguely ready to start organising. Is the moral of the story? Mm-hmm. I, look, I found an example of something I want to rip off for it, which I feel like is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've stared at it a lot. In the meantime, I did really productive things like pulled out or by high elves since I've committed to playing them for next yep. season and working out, trying to retrofit whatever paint scheme I'd come up with originally because I painted like two and a half of them. Yep. And, and now you've got to remember how you did it uh, and what colours you used. I'm really not sure how. Um, you've only got like half a dozen paints, so it should be relatively yeah, easy. not even a problem. <laughs> um, and what makes that more fun is I, I started painting them Almost after, like straight after I did the Craft World Studios class, which mm-hmm. is great um, in that I had lots of inspiration and lots of really cool things, but also their method involves just random colors and the, they, they play with that a lot, um, which means it's not like I can go, right, the recipe for this was clearly this because they're the colors that I've used and that's the color I would highlight this with because that's always the way. No, it's like, all right, so if you're using a blue, let's shade that with orange and this kind of stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what I did, but I'm going to try and make it work. (laughs) Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, So as I said, most of that painting time has been literally just painting Jane's R. Um, I'm at a stage now where I'm kind of doing that thing going, I could spend more time on him, but also I need to get other things done. Yeah. So I better stop painting her and paint some other things because I was running out of time. Um, speaking of running out of time, we've got a Chris Kringle. Don't mention it, please. please. Well, I have to mention it because I have to do something about it. Oh, God. Um, like, I don't know what it is. Like I, I always know when these things are brought up that I'm probably going to be running out of time when I get around to it. I'm definitely running out of time. Yeah, uh, I'm also running out of time pretty rapidly. Um, so I have since agreed to purchase said model. Mm-hmm. So I have not even exchanged, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, goods and or services uh, for for money. Um, so I need to organize that this week and then do something about it pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um do we have a date for that? I think I it was remember. before Christmas was kind of... So, it's, it's a December 24. So, Thursday week is, is fine. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I have. You have ten days. Well, I've got one day off um, between now and then that is solely to myself. Uh, so, God, I better get some stuff done that day, which is tomorrow. Great. Yeah. I don't even know what I have off. I'm not even going to pretend. So. I, yeah, I have to organize to actually collect said model and then maybe pay for said model and then do the painting of said model. And I have 10 days, but that saves the time. What could possibly go wrong there? Um, and then if that goes well and I still have time available, because that could happen um, in foreseeable, I don't know what sliding doors reality I'm in right now, but when, when I get that with days to spare... Um, I was going to try and pick up the second entry for the GDL painting competition. Um, I was going to, to paint and then spend, you know, if I've got two nights, that's all I want to spend on it. It's going to be a pretty quick and dirty, I think, but just, just something else fun. Um, in the meantime, yeah, Blood Bowl, High Elves, I should paint those and all the other stuff that showed up in the last week. So, remember a while back we had a little bit of a thing going on where we would all get the same print, the 3D yes. print, mm-hmm. and we would all paint it up. And that was great. And it kind of died off. Probably good thing in the grand scheme of things because I have enough of a backlog. Mm. Well, it turned out I'd prepaid for a couple. I'd sort of okay. already thrown money at Mark and said, look, just keep them coming. I'm yep. involved. So... Um, he swung by the other day because I got very excited when I saw somebody had released a little, um, acorn, the squirrel yep. file for 3d printing. Um, is that the one you sent me a picture of? Yes. The little. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a file. You can print it as big as you want, but I, my, I won't say instructions. I feel like that displays it, but <laughs> my suggestion was the more fun, like this model got more fun, the smaller he was. Mm-hmm. So Mark obliged. And so he dropped over this teeny tiny squirrel. Like it's, it's little. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's, um, the detail on it is amazing. Like still at that size, like you can see he's holding a little acorn as a football under mm-hmm. his arm. Um, he's got little toenails. Um, it's ridiculous. So he showed up. And along with him show a, another couple of models that were the next couple of, of sort of painting challenge ones have showed up and I've, I've been eyeing those off as well. They're sitting on there. Um, one of them's like a, a sci-fi kind of um, cyber. It's a girl kneeling down, but she's got robot arms and a gas mask. Moral okay. of the story. Um, so that'll be something just... Completely different, so I'm on board with that. And the other one is kind of like this. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying Aladdin-inspired sort of dude floating in midair with a teapot and some other. Like it's Ooh. it's random, but it's super cool. So and that sounds cool. he has somehow really dialed that printer in. <laughs> Because he, he's bought a, a new one recently and it's like supposed to be a 4K and you know, I assume that works the same as TVs. The more Ks, the better. Yep. Um, and I just Unless assumed... you go 40K. Yeah, that That's would be bad. That's probably not a good thing. No. Um, 
So I assumed when I got these, he got the new printer set up, and he's like, "No, no, no, this is the old one. I've just been playing with it." Okay. Like, oh wow. Okay. So, Mark does some amazing stuff. Like, they just yeah. If you if you're in Geelong, heat him up for for any 3D printing that you need because the stuff that he churns out is just top notch. Yeah. So yeah, all of that showed up at once, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh crap! Now I've got to when, how, when, yeah. when do I make this happen? Um, and then I went Christmas shopping (laughs) and this, this, this is really juvenile, but it works for me. So I'm going to go with it. And every single year, given it's my Christmas and birthday within two days of each other, my mother, who knows nothing about the things that I do goes, I'm just going to transfer you some money and I need you to purchase something and then give it to me to wrap. Yep. Okay. You know what? I can, I can work with this. I mean, arguably, you could just put some thought into it and, and make some effort. But no, this this can work for me. Um, so, I use this to my advantage. So, she did that and I got on to reach it through the dice and said, you know how Diachasm came out? Diachasm, Diachasm. I don't know. Diachasm. Diachasm. I think it's chasm. Yeah, let's go chasm. It sounds more slaneshy. Tomato, it, it could potato. be fleshy, yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, a chasm is definitely something that could be made of flesh a lot more than a chasm. So let's go with that. Um, either way, Underworlds. Warhammer Underworlds, Diachasm, the new one with the super amazing slanish warband and the also not too shabby high elves. Um, released last week. Mm-hmm. Got into Rich and said, hey, have you, have you got that? And he goes, oh, when you say last week. Um, two days ago. That was last week. Yep. It's it's Monday. It's recent. Yeah. Um, and he goes, no, I don't have one. I said, well, can you get one? He goes, well, I can probably order one. I said, can you get one before Christmas? Let me call a rep. <laughs> so, he has one coming before Christmas now. Um, so, that happened. And then I got on to Clint from Board Games for the Board. Yep. Um, who is to, to also to local to long uh, hobby supplier, um, but as the name would suggest, mainly doing board games and stuff. Um, and he had Crisis Protocol on sale. Um, Which may or may not have been something that we might have talked about eight days ago and that I've been, we wanted to play. Yeah, and it's look, it's been one of those things that has been hovering on my to-do, to-buy, to-make-happen list for so long, and I've been like, no, no, I don't want to spend 130-odd bucks on another game that I'm not going to... No. But now I'm spending nothing. So... True. Christmas money. This is Thursday it. Money. Okay. This is, this is how it works. So, I've now bought those two and I'm going to collect them both and I'm going to give them to Mumsy and let her wrap them. <laughs> I totally understand that, that thought process too because I think it was about two Christmases ago. Mum was like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I went, well, there's only really one thing that I've been eyeing off for a while and that's this um, Gotham-style 3 by 3 board mat. And the only place you can get that done is by this company in Europe. Um, that's the design I wanted. That's the one I wanted. Um, and I was not prepared to pay the shitload of Exorbitant. shipping yeah. that, that they were charging. But at the same time, if somebody else was paying that for me, 
I kind of didn't have a problem. Then the cost is zero. Yeah. So, I mean, she did say to me, I think that Christmas, she's like, so show show me what I bought you. (laughs) I'm like, this is it. She's like, oh, okay. Because it's just a mat. Yeah, (laughs) it's basically an unfolded wetsuit. Yeah. Um, It's it's a very large mouse pad. Um, But, uh, so I don't don't know if she was overly enthusiastic about it as as I was. It's always. That mat's come in handy. Yeah. It's always super challenging. Like when you've got people, and I had it this year with the in-laws, where they're like, "Oh, we'll get you something for your hobby. What do you What do you want?" I'm like, "It's too hard, because you either won't know what you're purchasing for me, I will be purchasing it for you, or you'll be purchasing it with very specific instructions, and you won't understand the value. Mm-hmm. So it's just in most instances too hard." Yeah, that's the other thing. Like my my wife, you know, we've been together. With, uh, I don't know. Let's say twelve years, roughly that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, when we first got together, she would just buy these random little things off eBay or whatever, just for random presents for me. And then one Christmas, I think it was the first Christmas, she just like had like a month full of just random Joker toys from eBay that she'd be picked up, and it was great. And she she knew me very well. Now, of course, twelve years later. I not only have most of the things which I would possibly need, yeah. uh, but I also work at a store where I have access to most of the things that I could possibly want at, you know, staff discount. So, yeah, I think it's getting a little bit harder for her. She's very proud of herself. She's got me something this, this Christmas that is not from my work and, and could not be sold at my work. And she has, uh, she started asking me a couple of questions last night about if... It was, you know, if you got something like this, I'm like, no, I don't want to hear. Don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, she definitely feels that, you know, not knowing it's... what to get. And, and she wouldn't go into a, a games workshop because she wouldn't have a clue what. And, look, that's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. I have, for a, a fun little giggle, wandered into a game shop with my significant other. And then just beeline to the other side of the store just to watch what happened. <laughs> and it's great. It's the she was not impressed. Um, I think Games Workshop's got a bit of a, a sweet spot in my wife's eyes, simply because way back when I think when the first Blood Bowl Skaven dice were released, I'd mm-hmm. ordered them through G Dub and asked her to go pick them up for me, and she did. And then proceeded to somewhere along the way with, you know, bub in tow, her wallet fell out and so she was kind of panicking, went back to GW and Pat was there and then, you know, let her stay out the back and then collect herself and, like, she's always had a, a soft spot for GW since then. But as to whether she would buy anything in there yeah, no, or it, it, go in by her own volition. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. No, under duress or not at all. Um, yeah, it, it's such a rough one. On the flip side though, like I feel like I have a hobby, like I'm doing you a favor. You've got at least mm-hmm. some parameters that you can operate within and I will act appreciative regardless. So, you buy me more stuff to paint. That's never bad. Um, so I think that is probably 
all of the hobby I have managed. Um, the concept of watching Mandalorian got raised. And then I found out that there was a new season of Big Mouth. So we've been watching that for childish giggles. Okay. All right. I did watch the first season of that. And I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. It's not Mandalorian it's, level, though. It, no, but it is childish giggles. Yeah, And true. I do appreciate some. Um, so, yeah. When that's done, then we'll talk. <laughs> Fair enough. You need to get on. Like, I am very disappointed. Like, just the last two episodes have really hurt me deeply of Mandalorian. I've been um, occasionally just, because the completionist in me is a bad thing that should be suppressed but cannot be, um, on the Hobby Homies Discord, mm-hmm. every time that there's a channel with, like, it shows up as bold because there's unread messages, yep. I have to then go and make it unbold um, by reading the messages, mm-hmm. which is a thing. Um which is really awkward in one of the um, Patreon discords I'm in because their channels are English and Spanish, but the Spanish <laughs> one is unread and that's not okay. So, um, but you can turn off notifications for them. Yeah, no, but when you log in, it still shows up as bold on the channel, doesn't no, it? No, no. So, I mean, I've done that. Because I'm, I'm not getting I'm just, notifications for anything. I'm just wondering how much I should talk about this with, you know, I'll help you hear me guys guys don't listen to this that's fine um there are a couple of channels in there which is just stuff that it doesn't grab me which is fine they have so much variety but there's so there's a couple of channels in there that i have turned off and they're just completely grayed out all the time oh i didn't know this so surely you can do that with your spanish stuff but i would know (laughs) 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 um Either way, so the the Star Wars Legion channel mm-hmm. in um, the Hobby Homies Discord it is very often bold. Yep. And I scroll down and- Very often on a Friday night. Too. Yeah, and it's just somebody going, I don't want to say anything, but oh my God, but I'm not going to say anything, but oh my God. One thing I will say, that, that Discord that the Hobby Homies have got is just amazing. Everyone in it is just so- not understanding, that's not the word I want, but just thoughtful of everybody else. Like, I can't think of another place that I would be on the internet that there wouldn't be spoilers. No, the internet is full of assholes. Yeah. Um, um, and just, yeah, the constant comments, you know, as soon as people have watched it, I'm going, oh my God, what an episode. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. it. That's it. Um, so every time that um, happens, I'm like, ooh, uh, uh, ooh, uh, I'm going to childishly giggle to Big Mouth. Um, <laughs> he said penis. Um, oh, dear. Anyway, um, that's about all I've done. No, nah, but those, those last two episodes of Mandalorian have really frustrated me simply because they've been expletive amazing. Um, oh, are we censoring ourselves now? Oh, look, I am for this one. But um, And I said to my sister manager at work, she's... She's following it, but she's missed the last two. Mm-hmm. So I said to her on the way home tonight, I'm like, you're going to watch Mandalorian tonight? She goes, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll have time. I'm like, well, you've missed two episodes, an hour and ten minutes. That's all you need. I'm like, come on, like the best episodes, and there's like 33 minutes and 38 minutes, and it's just give me more. <laughs> anyway, um, eight days. What have you done? I did have a listen to the last episode. I started listening to it today thinking that you know, maybe I should remember what I talked about last time, uh, even though I have notes. 
each episode, but I never go back and reread them. Um, well, no, because they're for the episode, and no, then the exactly. episode is done, exactly. and then the notes are no longer relevant. <laughs> um, so, last episode was eight days, and I did a lot in those eight days. And then, so the eight days since the last episode, I have not done a lot. So, um, I have been playing through a couple of games of Mordheim on the Xbox. I've heard things about this. Mm-hmm. So... I thought I was doing quite well, so I had like three or four games, uh, and was you know, I was like a fifty percent win rate. And I thought that's pretty good. Like I still don't know what I'm doing with this game to an extent. And then I started playing, and I've had I had about seven or so games, and then the first like three or four, I lost them all completely. I'm like fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, during which one of my little Skaven guys happen to lose an arm. Oh, that's the best. Does he actually lose a little arm? Yes. Oh, yes. So he's got this little stump, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is cool. So I'm just going to, I am going to, you know, heal him up, and then I'm going to play with him. So I was like, this is great. And then I started started actually winning a few games again and got my armless guy back. And got him into a, a game, and we ended up winning that one. And, and then this, you know, achievement popped up for winning a game with somebody missing a limb. And I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, these are the kind of achievements I'm. <laughs> and then I got to the the roundup afterwards, and all your your upkeep and everything. And I was like, okay, well, I've got to pay for you know, my crew and all that, and you know, see if there's any um, ongoing effects. And then realised that. I hadn't recognized it during the game, but my leader went down mm. in that game. And my leader, this assassin adept with the fighting claws. Yep. Yep. He lost an arm. Oh, no. I'm like, all of a sudden, I've got this assassin adept leader with a dagger because he can't get the claws because he, Cause he need two of them. needs two of them. And he's got this, he's missing an arm. And I'm like, oh, it's just not fun when it's the leader <laughs> so but there's there's a theme evolving here that you could totally... i don't like the theme <laughs> if i'm gonna be stuck with like uh i think i just bought like bought him like dual warp fire pistols like the game before or yeah, something just which i hadn't cash. actually used um but yeah, like i still don't know what i'm doing like the the leader and the hero icons had these big gray Ex, uh, no green exclamation marks and a green circle next to them for a good four or five games before that I worked out what important. the hell yeah. that was. No, like, seems irrelevant. Well, it seems like I've got to do something with them, but I didn't actually know how to get to the skills tree and buy skills for them. Right, so they've leveled up. They've leveled up, and I think I think I was lucky in the fact that I didn't have enough gold to buy level up skills for the leader. I think I bought them for the other guy. Um, but my leader had, you know, his weapon skill had gone up a few times, his strength had gone up a few times, and now I'm like, oh, I'll just buy another one. <laughs> anyway, that was my Mordheim experience. So <laughs> I love Mordheim. Uh, this, this exactly replicates the actual game. Excellent. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, um, you can have Stumpy McGee. Can't yes. get too attached. No. But also, you need to. Like, that's part of the fun. I haven't quite worked out how to get myself a rat ogre yet, though. So, that's still work in progress. 
Um, let's see, purchases I did from work. I did pick up another expansion for the DC deck building game, but only a little one. Yeah. Oh, that, that's... A Cu- couple of bucks. Uh, Watchmen. Thought, oh, okay. No, forgiven. All is forgiven. Yeah, look, I thought I've got to get it. And then I looked and I think there was like one or two left in the company. I'm like, okay, I've got to get that. So. Again, stop looking at the stock levels. I know. Um, I know. I know. But I have to. But, because if I don't know that that's the last one there, then I'm going to feel worse if I don't get it. I feel like this is exactly the same as me not knowing if there are new messages on the Spanish channel. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Yeah, there's similarities, yes, for sure. Um, I did write down on my little note list, because I always have notes, like I said, that I put together the, the Imperial Nobility team for Blood Bowl. You did. Um, but I actually did that. I didn't Last do that. time. Yeah, so I thought I'd you, do it. You researched colour schemes. You can you can add that. I have re- I've worked out my colour schemes, and I did undercoat them all. So See? I've done something. Progress. Wrong. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Diachasm. 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 Underworlds. The new one. Picked up Underworlds and <laughs> late night after a fucking 33 degree, 34 degree day working hard and my brain is melted. So best time to do a podcast. Uh, Dia Underworlds. Picked that up and. Underchasm? Under. <laughs> That sounds worse than it should. <laughs> um, no. It's the slanesh I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, so I've picked it up. I've got it. It's it's looking pretty. I haven't put anything together yet, and I haven't even separated the cards out because, I'm, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm considering playing a game with just the basic crews. Every to- single time I've got, I own a couple of the, the um, Underworlds boxes, like it, they come pre-labeled or pre- and it's like, use these first. Don't unbox anything else. Just use this deck that we've made for you to learn how to play the game. And it's like playing through the tutorial. Mm. I'm like, fuck that. I don't need that shit. Yeah, of course um, not. Because why would you need a tutorial to find out how to play fucking Wartime on the Xbox? Exactly. You can work it out, obviously. Anyway, um, carry on. So, yeah. No, it, and this is the first time I'm like, maybe maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> I should just see what it's like. Just, you know. Yeah, I am tempted. Follow, follow the leader. Also, you know, I've only had it for two days and haven't had time to do much apart from unpack it. Uh, I also picked up the, the Agents of Chaos Warcry book, which I'm quite proud of. That, it looks pretty. It's pretty much just, you know, army lists and, you know, which which crews can take what, but it's pretty. They do do a very nice book. And I, it's, you know, it's the first Warcry book I own, so I'm quite happy about it. And it has the Skavens. It does. Everyone needs the Skaven. Uh, speaking of Skaven, the Skaven pitch, uh, Skaven dice got re-released uh, for pre-order on Saturday, and I didn't buy them. Is that because you already own them? Well, I only the old Skaven dice, which look oh, considerably different. When you say different. re-released, they they've redone and re- yeah, okay. So, so like new Skaven dice, yeah. Like Melody and I was Susie. I was all set to pull the trigger, but then somebody posted that it was just the Wood Elf color design and I'm like well now I'm just going to see Wood Elf Skaven dice and I don't really want that and I've got enough like way back when they released um, like a six pack of you know, clear green Skaven 
mm-hmm. on symbol on the on the six or the one. I can't remember. Which, you hope it was uh, the six. Uh, yeah. I actually kind of hope it's the one, but <laughs> it's it's kind of seems appropriate to be on the one. It's escaping, yeah. but um, there was like a pack of six, which was some insane GW price for six dies. So I've got like three or four of those packs, um, and I've got the old Skaven, the original Skaven Blood Bowl dice, which have the Blood Bowl symbol instead of the Skaven symbol on the six, which is a shame. But I, I couldn't get the Skaven ones and look at them and go, yeah, okay, now I know that's Wood Elf, even though it looks kind of cool. It's like, yeah, no. uh, and the pitch itself is a redone version of the one I've already yeah, got, okay. apart from the dugouts are smaller. Yeah, there is, there is, no. Yeah. We no, don't, we don't no have need no life. No need, but um, at the same time, all the Necro stuff got, went up for pre-order. Yes, this was the Necro stuff that was supposed to be on release and wasn't on release and now mm-hmm. he's on release and, yeah. Yeah, so, good on you, Jim. So, yeah. Week one, Blood Bowl. Week two, Underworlds. Week three, more Blood Bowl. So, I did pre-order the Necro pitch because, you know, I, and I had to think about it going, well, okay, they're redoing the Skaven Dwarf pitch. Is it possible that they'll redo all the other pitches? In which case... It does sound like something they would do. The under, Undead pitch I really like, and I, I have looked into getting since and is some ridiculous amount of money. Because this is one of the few that you didn't actually get. I've, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, true. And <laughs> one of the few that you actually want. Yes. And... Now, if you want to buy it, thanks to the joy of the second-hand market, all it will cost you is your soul. It's um, not a joyful thing at all. And since you already used that up buying, I don't know, probably hookers and blow. Um, yeah, I'm not keen on blow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did pre-order the Necro pitch because I am going to play Necro in Season 5 of uh, the Fisty Cuffs. Uh, and then, of course, I had to get the, the Necro dice as well. Uh, and then, of course, I had to get, what is the issue, I don't know what issue it is, of Spike Magazine uh, 11, I want to say. Yep. At a guess. It doesn't matter which issue, you need uh, to get it. Well, I've got all the others, so I need yeah. to get this one, and this one's on Necro, so so that'll be, okay, Necro pitch will come in, Skaven pitch I've got, Goblin pitch I've got, what else do I, I mean, I... I mean, the dwarf pitch is on the other side of the scale. Well, pitch. dwarf pitch is on the other side. I'm trying to run through the them. Dark in my elf. Head. No, I never got the dark Didn't elf one. Although I am, if that one gets re-released, I'll probably yeah, grab that one. That. That's the one which is a ship yes. with like the kraken on the. Yeah, no, yeah. that's cool. Uh, I did get the halfling one for shits and giggles. I've got. Is there a nurgle pitch? There's a nurgle pitch and there's a chaos pitch as well. So I got both of those. So, what's that like? Seventy pitches. Yeah. So you're definitely pitching. Yeah. Less, less catching. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't provide teams, but if you want to come around to my house and play Blood Bowl, I can probably set up 20 games for you <laughs> with the amount of pitches and dice and stuff. You can do teams. Uh, not that many. I don't actually own that many Blood Bowl teams. You probably own more than me. Doesn't sound right at all. Doesn't anyway. sound right, but Probably. Now mentally counting them no, in my head. Okay, yeah, let's no. let's stop that. Because it turns out that that doesn't make for a good podcast. No. So. <laughs> Your eyes rolling back in the head going, one, two, two. Do they carry the seven? 
Uh, see my humans. I started using for conversion fighter, so I don't have a full team anymore. And exactly, yeah, yep. doing do all that thing. Yeah, so, but that's it. Like that's really. Um, and you say Chris Kringle too. Um, I have started. Well, you one up on me. So um, I've got this particular model in mind that I wanted to get painted, and God, I hope we can do it justice. But I've started that. It's undercoated. It's got the first color on it. Tomorrow being my one day off, I'm just going to have to, hopefully, it's not going to be too hot in the house. I'll just sit myself down, stick something on TV, and just paint. So that's that's the goal for tomorrow. That sounds it like an to epic tomorrow. It needs to happen. It, it all depends. I, I mean, totally I, need a sick day. Anyway. Well, that was my plan last Tuesday as well. And then yeah, my son got sent home. With like possible eye, yeah, he got issues. shanked or something. Anyway, <laughs> he ran into uh-huh. a fucking tree. <laughs> as yeah, I love my son dearly, but my god, he's clumsy as hell at the moment. <laughs> I don't know where he gets it from. Oh no, I, yeah, my brain went different ways there. <laughs> It's mine. <laughs> it does look like me. It's all good. All right. Uh, shall we take a bit of a break yes. and then go and come back and talk about games? Actually, talk about games. Let's do that. All right. Good. Done. Recording. Testing, testing. No. I can't see the line anyway. I turned us all down. Excellent. So nobody can hear us. I just hope this works in post. But anyway. <laughs> nobody can hear us anyway because uh, Not listening? No, that's it. Yeah. We've got three listeners. Congrats, by the way, to the Hobby Homies for hitting 5,000 downloads. That is a ridiculous yeah. amount of downloads. That's Especially, one for every episode. Yeah, pretty much. it has got to be two because you're listening, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. Fair call. Okay. Um, but, uh, 5,000 ep- uh, downloads in one one year, not even one year. That's pretty good. That is a shit ton of yep. downloads. It's a few more than us. Jerks. Only, I mean, only a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we played a game. We did play a game. Unlike last time, we have played. So this is a game which I picked up a number of months ago. 
Spoiler alert, not one from last year, last episode's list. Yeah. So, you know, the last episode's list, we we need a bit of prep work to get there, I think, for all of those. So, this was just a, an easy game. I thought it might be easy. So, I picked it up from work. And because it's from work, it's easily accessible for me. Uh, so, I picked it up a couple of months back. It's been sitting in my cupboard ever since. And so, we thought, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. Uh, this is the Funkoverse. So every man and his dog is aware of what pop vinyls are. Um, this is the pop vinyl game. <laughs> There's a game, people. There is a I game. I didn't know that was a thing either. <laughs> and they're kind of like half-sized pop vinyls. They're mini ones. Moving around a board. They're cuter. They, they, they are quite cute, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- there's a range of these games. And I think the... the real selling point with these is that you can mix and match. So yeah. you don't have to use the versions from the same universe or whatever. There are This allows for all kinds of oh, yes. potential. Um yeah, just the mix and match opportunity because the expansions, like there's a whole bunch of those where there's just like two two characters. characters and there are little ability cards and you can just chuck that into any game with any other combination of characters. Yep. So, uh, there's quite a few of them available at the moment. They, they seem to be churning them out reasonably regularly too. So Sounds dangerous. Yeah, there's there's Harry Potter ones, there's Jurassic Park, Golden Girls, Jaws. The Golden Girls. <laughs> game of Thrones, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, and then the one after we played that you informed me of was there's a Kool-Aid Man one. Just a single guy by himself. Well, a guy. Single oh. jug. And I, th- I think that was a US only one, which would make sense because Kool-Aid's really a US thing. But, yeah. Oh, God, now I really want that one. <laughs> Except that time I had to actually buy Kool-Aid from overseas. Okay. I bought a whole bunch of little random packets mm-hmm. because I was working in a company where... Look, a lot of people were pretending to buy into the the company story, um, and they shouldn't have. What was the company story? Well, it was just that they were doing good things, and they were, you know, okay, yep, general, yeah, yeah corporate typical. bullshittery um, about how they were being progressive and and changing the face of the world, and they were not. But people were buying into that shit, so I used to just anonymously <laughs> send them little packets of Kool Aid via internal mail. <laughs> Drinking Kool Aid, um, and that's my Kool Aid story. Anyway, that's pretty cool, actually. I like it. Um, I mean, we we spent a number of years as a family living in the states, so I did drink a decent amount of Kool Aid back in those days. And just the idea of having a Kool Aid man model is kind of interesting and tempting, and because it's the US thing and not. One that I can get through work. It's probably going to cost me an arm and a leg if I do it. But uh, what we played. Yes. um, What we played. I will give everybody just, you know, three guesses as to which of the universes Mm -hmm. we may have played. And the first two guesses don't count. So, DC. Yes. there are two DC sets. There's the basic game, which is Batman, Batgirl, Joker, Harley. Uh, and there is the expansion box, which is Catwoman and Robin. So, those are the two that I'd picked up. I was surprised that it's 
Robin in the expansion. Yeah, it is a bit, bit odd. Um, you know, I was almost thinking that in the expansion, if it, you know, because Robin's not in the base pack, then maybe it should have been Nightwing. But yeah, Robin means that you can call it any Robin you like. It's all of the Robins. Could be Dick. Could be Tim. Could be Jace. Could be Damien. No, it's not Jace. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he, he's not a Red Hood guy. Anyway, so we played a couple of games. We, I figured um, after we decided that this was going to be the one just to get a game in and, and not have to think too hard, I watched uh, a couple of videos on people playing it. And there was, you know, the five-minute intro, this is how you play the game, and that was pretty straightforward. And then there was an hour-and-a-half episode of people playing the game with the actual DC ones. So I thought, okay, that'll be good. Started watching that in about half an hour, and I'm like, I got this. Yep. It's not hard. It's pretty simple. Took half an hour for that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I was doing other things at the time. I think I was, you know, fiddling around with some sort of models. Or, no, no, that's what I was doing. I was putting a bloody sleeves on the DC deck building game. Oh, I see what's happened here. Anyway, I was distracting myself. Anyway, so I thought to myself, we could play a game, play the demo game, and we can probably fit another another match in during yep. the night. And you know, that should be hopefully enough time. The, the game does say on the back it takes 20 to 60 minutes per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we found is that it didn't seem to take that long. No. So we managed to get three games in. And then time to spare. Like yeah. usually I'm I'm dragging my sorry ass home at some ridiculous time. I've already got pumpkin and uh my wife is messaging to me saying, Are you coming home tonight? Um but no, we had time. Yeah. Um, I think we'd done by like nine thirty or something. So um for, so basically each one of these comes with either two or four models, depending on it, whether it's the base game or an expansion. Uh, it comes with a couple of cards, a couple of tokens, six dice, and a board, which is always double-sided. And the, each board is everything sort of customized to the universe that you're playing in. So the two boards that, that we've got here are it's like a Gotham side and then there's the Joker Funhouse mm-hmm. and then the Catwoman Robin one has Arkham Asylum and Catwoman's apartment and they come with a couple of cards with game scenarios that you can play and so we played a couple of those we did the demo game first so this was basically you get your two characters and a random dude which is so it was Spoiler alert, I played Joker and Harley uh, with a henchman versus Jace playing Batman and Batgirl with a renter cop. Uh, and the idea of that game was basically just to knock a guy over and, and finish him off. Yeah, it literally just, how does the mechanics of the game work? Can mm-hmm. we all move dudes? Can we all like attack and use abilities and stuff? Cool story. Let's yep. get onto something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even with that, I think, you know, the board's... They're not huge, but there's, you know, a few different rooms and mm-hmm. some walls and some blocks. So, you know, you can start playing with movement and we're just like, no, we're just going to run up the guts. Yep. Um, you know, that that central corridor, just meet in the middle and mm-hmm. just roll dice until someone falls down. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much what happened and it worked and then we knew how to roll dice and knock people over. I mean, the demo game 
admittedly, I think I've pretty much screwed myself by running up the guts and, and doing a few things that I probably shouldn't have. Um, so it was over relatively quickly. Uh, but the base game, how it works, is very simple. Yeah. So you've got your characters. You flip a token to see who's going first in the game. And then you alternate. So you'll activate a person, then I'll activate a person, and then you'll activate a person, and so on and so forth until everyone's done. Every character, apart from your henchman and your cop, have the special abilities, which they spend different coloured tokens for. So depending on your team, you'll get a certain number of tokens with specific colours on, and that's your token pool. Mm-hmm. And a uh, an ability might have, say, like a blue token with a three on it and say, do this. And what you do is you spend that blue token and you put it on a little tracker, which goes four, three, two, one on the three. And then once you, you're out of tokens, of course, you can't do anything more. But each turn after you've moved all two or three of your guys, the round ends, you get to a scoring thing if it's a scoring type game, and then those tokens all move down one. So you'll yep. get them back pretty quickly. Uh, each character, when you activate them, can do two things. They can do the same thing twice, so they can use any of the abilities on their card. They can move up to two spots. They can attack somebody who's next to them, or if they've got a ranged attack, somebody who's not next to them. They can interact with tiles that are on the board. Uh, they can help one of their fellow teammates up off the ground if they've been knocked down. That's about That's it. That's about it. Uh, there might be one or two that I'm, I'm oh, look, forgetting. And, and like that interact point, to, to sort of as an example, that will only come up when the scenario has mm-hmm. a, a mechanism that you know has objectives or something that you can interact on. And otherwise, um, yeah, it, it's literally you can move, you can hit someone, you can use your card abilities, or you can help someone up if they're fallen down. Mm-hmm. And if you are down yourself, it takes your whole round to get up. You can get up. That is all. Yep. Um, and when you've got you know, three models aside, they go pretty quick. Yeah, those rounds, especially once people start getting knocked down and you're spending at least, you know, half your turn getting up, um, those three activations go pretty quickly. And look, the other thing that I found made it really, really easy is everybody moves the same distance. Mm -hmm. So everyone moves two squares by default. Um everyone's basic attack is the same. Yep. It's, you know, you roll two dice and you're, you're whoever you're hitting rolls their defense dice, which turns out mainly is two dice. Yeah. Um, Catwoman's the only one, which you never actually hit her, but she's only got one dice. Oh, I should have hit her more. <laughs> anyway. Um, and, yeah, so you, you roll your dice. Each dice has six sides, obviously. One side is got little three little exclamation marks, and that's basically your crit function uh four sides no three sides have um starbursts which are successes for an attack and two sides have shields which which are successes for a defense so if you're hitting somebody you roll your two dice count up how many successes you have and any of those crits count as three your opponent rolls their defense and they count up any successes if the defense is equal to or more than the attack. Nothing happens. If the attack is more than defense, then they go down. And if they're already down, then they go off the board. 
and that's pretty much it. Yes, and that was the other pit, like no wounds. It's yeah. You knock them down with a successful attack, and then if they're down and you make a successful attack, you just take them off the board. Yep. But then they go onto that little tracker we were talking about for, for tokens and abilities before. They go onto that number one spot, so they come back next turn. Yep. Um, and you keep cycling in um, until the game ends effectively. Yeah. Um, so the first game, yeah, really we just charge down and... Joker's got this little ability where he gets to put a um, a token down, uh, which is a mystery box, and I shoved one down, moved him up, and then I sort of I sort of cornered myself really yeah. where there were two spots, and I don't think I realised on the on that game that I could stand on those mystery boxes without them blowing up in my face. No, you stood behind it pretty pretty firmly. Yeah, um, so. Kind of left Joker out in the open. He got knocked down, then he got hit again, and that was the demo game pretty much done. They still are the world's most reliable mystery boxes. Like, there's no mystery. No. <laughs> if an enemy steps on a mystery box that Joker's put down, it's a four-dice attack against their defense. Chances are they're blo- getting blown up. Yep. Yeah. that is. And if the Joker stands on it, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, I want some mystery. I want some other effects. I want... I want- <laughs> Extra complexity that is unneeded for this game. Um, <laughs> it's very simple. And that's like literally half an hour watching. And it didn't even need that really. It's no. just, that half an hour was enough to get me, get them through a number of turns so I could see exactly what was going on each turn and the different abilities sort of demonstrated once or twice. So yeah. I feel like it is one of those games that you could learn from the rule book. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And even the rule book gives you like two pages about how to set up the demo game and then two pages about how your interactions work and how attacking works and line of sight. And um, then it says, okay, you're good to go. Go play a game with the extra rules. So the extra rules involved like um, items that you can equip on your your characters. So, And everything's fairly straightforward it's, you know, if you want items you agree with your opponent go okay well let's have one item each and you choose your item and you stick it on however you want to stick it on which is this little plastic thing which goes in their hand so it sort of adds yeah. to the little character of the model and and equally so there are themed items mm-hmm. so you know, you've got harley's whack mole hammer mallet critter um and i suppose the challenging piece for me is like that clearly has to go on Harley. Like, they're the rules. It's it's her hammer. Um, you can put it on anyone. Mm-hmm. And not only can you put it on anyone from your crew, but again, as we said before, you can mix and match the, the models. Yep. So you could have a Jeff Goldblum with a mallet. Yep. Um, I'd pay to see that. Can be that, done. That's a movie I'm interested in. Anyway. Um, so we played, since we played the demo, Fairly quickly played another two games. So, second game we we included Catwoman and Robin. So we ditched out the the henchman and the uh, renter cop, and Catwoman came with me, and Robin went with you. You got the Batarang item, which you then stuck on Batman because which seemed like the right thing. to Correct. Do. Um, yeah, and then you got Catwoman's whip, which I stuck on Catwoman because <laughs> it seemed like the thing to do. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I don't know what other options we would have had. Um, and then Robin, when you get to play with him, he gets to choose his partner, 
which is Batman. Um, <laughs> you can choose anyone, but I, it was Batman. Correct. Yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. So Robin is a special ability. Um, basically, you choose a partner and you give them a little partner card. And Robin gets a bunch of all his little abilities that he can do for, for his tokens interact with that partner. Mm-hmm. So he's got one that's like called backup and you basically just pick Robin up and you put him next to his partner if he's within four squares. Yep. Um, you've got one that's like um, some kind of combo um, where he makes an attack and then his partner makes an attack. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, pretty thematic in that, that instance, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, where, whereas equally Batman's got, and I loved, it was the best thing in the world, his grappling hook. Where you mm-hmm. literally just again you pick him up and you put him down to a bad guy or put him down next to a bad guy within three squares. Um, that got used a few times. We uh, yeah because, because otherwise that thematic. I had to walk over mystery boxes too. But also I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> so they kind of and the other one that was super useful was his relentless ability. So for for one of his little abilities, you can spend a token to stand him up. Mm-hmm. And then he still has stuff that he can do. Which means that he can stand up by himself without needing somebody else to help him up, and then he gets his second action. So, Is that right? Yeah, there's... Uh, it just... Every every little aspect, each little ability that they had was just seemed right on point. Um, there we go. One of the kids is up. <laughs> it was uh, going to happen. It was going to happen. Anyway, um... And one thing that I didn't get to use was Catwoman has an ability where she can make an attack and if she's successful, she can steal an item. (gasps) So I could could take that banner. That's the best. Throw your own stick at you. Yeah. The the, uh, Catwoman and the bat never actually got up against each other in either of the next two games that we played. Should we take a very quick Let's unscheduled a, break? A mono one. Let you <laughs> Bear with us. And uh, we'll come back and talk about those other two games. Yes. Turn from that unchangeable word from our sponsor. Oh, <laughs> Apologies, all. Um, six-year-old emergency. I just—you haven't quite got to this, Jace, but I just love. Can't wait. They're actually quite funny because they make no sense. Look, even though I haven't got to this level of emergency, I really appreciate the fact that all tragedy is the same level. Yes, like we, we, it could be. 
you know, I've I've mildly irritated. I'm awake, mm-hmm. or there's a holocaust. Yeah. Like they're <laughs> equally bad in the eyes of a child, and that's kind of amusing when you have a level of perspective. But when they wake up and they're just awake and they're crying for whatever reason that they think they should be crying, it's. I don't know. I'm assuming this is all kids because I really, you know, Lukey hasn't done this yet, but Caitlin definitely. She wakes. Her issue just then was that she couldn't draw the pictures she wanted to draw, and I'm like, "But Caitlin, you're sleeping. You're not drawing." <laughs> I'm upset. I don't know about anyone else. This In is her mind, range. she'd been drawing or trying to draw something, yep. and couldn't draw it, and that was the the be all and end all. That's so, the best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? We played the demo game. <laughs> we, we were about to expand into the, the world of not demo games. Okay. Um, we had added Catwoman and mm-hmm. Robin. And their little funky abilities. And we had a batarang and a whip. That's right. Uh, now it's a party. So the second game we played was we then decided, okay, well, let's play Joker's Funhouse board. Uh, and then the Joker's Funhouse board, because it's Joker's Funhouse, we had to play it has like two cards of different options that you could get different game styles you could play. One was a very much a kill em all type. Yeah. You know, if your leader kills the enemy leader, get four points sort of thing. And then points if they values. Kill some other friend yeah. get slightly less. And if I another thought, friend kills someone else, get some points and Fair enough. Kill stuff. Yeah, it's kill stuff, it's fairly simple. But there was another one called Territory, which I thought was a bit more exciting so that added on the interaction pieces onto the board so the a b c and d which you could stand next to and interact with for one of your actions and get a single point worth of uh, victory points or you know, little blue tokens that come in the game little blue crystals i'm not sure what the little blue meth crystals were supposed to be i don't know i don't know but they're the same in in all of the oh, little yeah. ones except some of them are different colors like, and I think I mentioned to you last night, the Jurassic Park ones are amber with a little mosquito inside. That is the which best. Is <laughs> some is. of the little aspects that they've added to this game are quite amusing. Um, but the general idea was you get one point in this game for interacting with any of the four things, which would then go onto the token, your little um, Yeah, so you can't just stand next to it and keep yes. spamming it. You've got to kind of wait for it to respawn. Yep, and they take four turns to respawn. So you get one point for knocking down, knocking out any character, so knocking them down and then taking them out again. And then there was this little area on the board which was like a territory, and you get one per point at the end of each round for having somebody in there, and you get two points for having more than your opponent. So the points were racking up pretty quickly. This first to 10 points wins. That's so. it. And look, the fun bit about this is because you had multiple objectives on the board, um, you kind of had to sort of go, all right, how am I going to play this? Mm. I could just ping everyone in the middle and have the most people there and yep. try and try and maintain that. Or I can start trying to control some of these secondary objectives or interact with them to rack up some other points. Um, we had very, very similar um Strategies going into this, it would seem. Yeah, look, we both started off with one person running out to the interactions and then two people jumping in the middle. So it, it seemed to work well for one of us more than the other. 
Um, I had Catwoman do her somersault ability, so she moved forward and got right up next to one of the further away interaction pieces pretty quickly in the first round. Yep. Um, Batgirl got herself to one of the closer ones, and then next round, they both interacted, and then Catwoman swung around to another one, and Batgirl decided to go into the middle. By that stage, Joker, Harley, Batman, Robin were all in the middle, all duking it out. Yeah, it's so, just Royal Rumble right there in the middle. It became a bit of a uh, free-for-all. Which, and, and that was kind of the point. I, I sort of went, all right, well, I can either play strategy one with literally Batgirl runs around and grabs mm. objectives and everyone else holds the center. Um, it, that kind of center point became a real tipping, mm-hmm. um, like tipping point in the game. And because you're getting two, um, not only are you getting two points for having more people, there than anyone else, um, but you're also denying your opponent some. So at some point there, it kind of went. No, there's this is kind of the the piece that gives you a greater return on your investment. Yeah, um, which and you that, realised a lot quicker than I did. And look, I think this is the bit about what is a very simple game that is kind of cool. Is there's still these in-game decisions where you've kind of got to go. All right, well, here's Plan A. Mm-hmm. Plan A ain't going to work. What's Plan B? Um, and, and kind of rejig and work out how you can best get there. And it turns out, um, Batgirl's got a, a cool little ability called like flying tackle or something where she gets to move up to three squares towards someone and then she attacks them for as many dice as she squares she has moved. Mm-hmm. So the further she goes, so she literally just tried to like, you know, flying tackle joker, I think, from, from wherever she was standing and, and get involved in that, which was kind of fun. And I think, between uh, a couple of those those characters, Joker ended up getting taken down. Yeah, I think what happened is is after we got like the four characters in, I think Harley got taken down, so she got taken off the board, and then Joker was left to fend for himself. And by that time, Batgirl had come in, so it was like three on one. Yeah, so, and then we sort of got to the end of the turn, mm-hmm. and that was cool. And then I started my turn. I'd taken Joker out, so mm-hmm. it took a couple of couple of characters to do that because I think, you know, Joker stands up for his turn and they have to yep. knock him down again and then I have to take him out and he kept succeeding on his defense rolls. So then I've got three of my characters standing in the middle next to each other because they were all surrounding Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had Catwoman who had done, you know, Catwoman things. Um, she was off on the side doing her own thing. Chasing objectives and, and stealing trinkets. Which seemed appropriate for her anyway. Absolutely. So. And Harley. Yeah. And then Harley runs in and stands next to all three characters and has an area effect attack where she gets to attack each person that she's standing next to. And, you know, base attack, so I'm rolling two dice, you're rolling two dice for your defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you draw, if we draw rather, then that goes to you. And ultimately there are more attack successes than defense successes, but only by there one. There are, yes. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I thought... I've got to give it a go. Yeah. So I ran in, did my error effect, knocked out Batman, knocked down Batgirl, knocked down Robin, and is oh, just standing, standing in the over the top of them. <laughs> oh, it was glorious. Mallet in hand. Yep. Well, yeah. No mallet, just did it with the fists. Yeah. Um, but she had it, so she could have used the mallet. Um, no, no, because we, we had she, Catwoman had the whip, you had the batarangs, ah. and it's fair. So the mallet yeah, we did, so didn't, didn't actually use have at all. the mallet. Disappointing. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, it was just glorious running you in and then all three of your guys go down, which netted me no points because you're still there. I'm still, and you're getting two points because you're still in the territory. Yeah. Being knocked down doesn't stop me from being in territory, it turns yeah, out. So. so that game ended um, 10 to 6 your way, but um, yeah, in, in the end, you got, you, your guys in the middle and my guys weren't together, so you were knocking one out and then I was getting the other one in. So it was. Yeah, yeah you were kind of had one for to, me. Yeah. So. Um, but it was a good game. That's it. And it was. I suppose the hard bit there is the second somebody gets ahead there, mm-hmm. so they've got multiple models to your one, and you're waiting for one to respawn, you almost have to take a turn to regroup so you can yes. throw multiple models in, but then you're also giving up points for that turn. So how do you juggle it? It's, it's a pretty tricky one, I think, mm. to if you end up behind when it's first to 10, which racks up pretty quickly, how to get ahead. So getting ahead quickly is, is the key. Yeah, like, you know, if you're getting two points a turn from having the most in the middle, then all you need is five turns and that's it. Yeah. And then the most you can have is two points from grabbing an objective and having someone in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you you know, you're at least equal. Yeah. Um, and if you can stop them having someone in the middle, then you're ahead. Yeah. But overall, like, and again, very quick game, like half an hour tops would have yeah. taken us. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, it's just, it's and it's just still, so much shits and giggles. It was still the moment. It was still the, um, you know, the back girl trying to diving tackle Joker. Mm-hmm. And then it was just eventually like the three of them standing around kicking him off till, till he um, eventually got knocked out. And then Harley just outraged yep. coming in. <laughs> Wreaking her vengeance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so considering how... Quickly, we got through that one. We decided to play a third one. And this one, we went, okay, let's use the Arkham Asylum board. Mm-hmm. And had a look at the, the little scenarios there and went for one called Control, which basically had had the four interaction objectives there again and had three areas of four squares on the board, which you could get your character into and use an interaction to place a token yep. in your colour. Or if there was a token there, it would then flip over to your colour. Yes. So if someone else had placed one. Yeah. So if there was a token in that four square area, you couldn't drop your own. You had to flip the one that was there. And again, you know, if you had a token out by the end of the round, you got a point. If you had more tokens than your opponent, you get two points. First to ten. Pretty straightforward. This one was a little bit different. So. Yeah. And. It was, and I think part of that was the board because mm-hmm. the way that the sort of the walls and the rooms and everything on the board, um, you had to kind of walk out of a room and around a corner and back into a room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it made it limited the movement a little bit. Um, and then the second half of that is you discovering that you can walk over the, the mystery boxes yes. that you can't. Um, and me getting a little bit. Mystery box crazy. Which turns out is not a bad thing to be. No. Like it what ended up happening again we kind of had that sort of two to one split. So my Joker and Harley decided to go towards the top of the board, your Batman and Robin decided to go towards the top of the board, and we all sort of met in the middle. Um and then Catwoman and Bat 
girl went off their own and tried to do their own things again. So this little four square right up the top of the board, I quickly realized that this was going to get messy, so I moved Harley out. So it ended up being Batman and Robin taking on Joker in there, and Joker was just dropping mystery boxes wherever he could. what he did. And it was interesting because you had a room that, I mean, you had these little four squares of control, but the room was probably six or eight squares yep. big. Um, and there were kind of three doors and the rest was walls that you mm-hmm. couldn't get through. So you had to go through these wall, little doors. Um, and then at some stage during this game, and I'm not sure exactly which turn or when it happened, but every single one of those doors had a little mystery box standing yes. in it. So there was no getting in or out of the room. And then there was another one in the room. And then there was a little, um, the, one of the um, interact or objective tokens that we dropped was in the room and Batman standing in there going, I can't get out. I, if I go, I, I get knocked over because I will walk over a mystery box and it will explode. Yeah. And four dice. You were getting around by grappling in and out when you could. Yes. And hitting Joker, and Joker just wasn't. He did not want to stay down. No. He was, he, the dice were in his favor this game. Um, but yeah, I get in the box, I get four little mystery box tokens. Mm-hmm. All four of them were in that Every, room by yeah. the end. <laughs> and I was legitimately thinking I've got Batman and Robin there. So the way this was in my head going to work out is. Batman grapples in, um, which avoids the mystery boxes because he literally just drops down next to you wherever he wants to be, um, and then punches you, which is Batman. He punches mm. you. Um, you go down. This is this is reasonable. Then the Joker's on the floor. Then Robin has an ability, provide backup, whatever it's called, where he gets placed next to Batman, which avoids my whole mystery box problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets him around the room and then... He has another. He can either just hit you, or he has an ability that lets him make an attack and then Batman make an attack. So depending on what I had available, there was there was options um, there, and I was very much expecting that the two of them would take Joker down. We'd have the objective sitting there, and we could go and deal with Catwoman and anyone else yep. who's laying around. The Joker did not, in any instance, <laughs> want to go down. Oh, it's hilarious. He was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna." You know, flip this token back to me and I'm going to walk through this mystery box out the door. And Batman's like, well, I'm going to flip the token back to me and then I'm going to grapple kick out the door and hit you that way. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And eventually you got him down. And, of course, when he when he's knocked out, he drops his own mystery box. And this happened to be the last round of the game because I was ready all set to, to bring him back on the next round and use an ability which allows him to get rid of any number of mystery boxes on the board, um, which all then blow up and do a three-dice attack next to, on, on anyone next to them. I didn't know that was the thing that was the best, because Batman was standing next to at least three. It, it was three. It was standing right next to three, so I was all set. It was, it was glorious, but of course the game ended the, the turn that Joker got knocked down. But while all this was going on, Harley's gone off... And the Harley and Catwoman managed to kind of double team, double team Batgirl. Batgirl a bit, which both of us are pausing to yeah, just appreciate that <laughs> image. Um, and then it got to a point where at one point I had at the end of the round all three rooms in my color, yes, which denied you some points, and so you moved Robin away to try and get to the middle one. Um, 
Did you? I think you got to the middle one, but by that stage, you were already pretty far ahead. Yeah, Catwoman, Catwoman and, ba- and Harley and Batgirl were all around the bottom one. Uh, I think you knocked down. Did you knock down Catwoman? I think you did, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we then, another flying tackle from yeah, Batgirl to. And then that round, Catwoman got up, whipped Batgirl off the board. Harley was around. I think she wandered in and, and grabbed an in, interaction token, and that round finished ten to nine in yeah. my favour. So it was a close game, but a lot of fun. And there was again, there was just so many thematic moments. As I said, there was Batman trapped in the room, just surrounded by boxes, going, "What do I do?" Mm-hmm. and grappling hook out. Um, you know, this kind of really fun play between Batman and Robin trying to tag team against Joker, and him just not going down just pulling out every trick in the book or just rolling dice and yep. hoping um there were a couple of turns in a row when i was rolling my two dice and getting six successes on defense yeah like i don't know how that happened but it happened more than once it, yeah i feel like it made a difference it definitely um, did it was good but again there was a lot of times there where we're hunting through going all right here's the problem and i've now got in front of me what can I do with the models I've got, with the abilities I've got, with the the different ways I can play to get around this? How can I how can I outplay this? And that that's kind of a the way I play everything because mm. what kind of sucker goes in with a plan? <laughs> get yourself into trouble and then scramble to find abilities to get you out is my general gist. But um, it was just as I said, the thematic kind of cinematic moments that it puts in you going that all right here's Catwoman cartwheeling out of a room whipping Batgirl tripping her up disappearing again like it was it was all those kind of things um I really enjoyed that the Joker had a master plan and never actually got to get there um (laughs) seems appropriate yeah but overall I mean this was a random thing that I picked up one day at work thinking, oh, I'll stick it in the cupboard, it might get played once. And honestly, I was expecting it to get played once and go, eh, and go back in the cupboard. Look, you said you got it, and I went, oh, look, they've found another way to sell pop vinyls. Pretty much, that's exactly what I thought of. I still bought it, (laughs) but... Successful way to sell pop vinyls. Um, Yeah, but it was one of those things, I'm like, well, I want to play some games. This is a game... It's kind of, you know, I can buy this or I can spend $100 on or $150 on a big-ass game that I don't know if no, I'll and, enjoy either. So I mean, realistically, we if we kick back to last episode as well, IP has a reasonably mm-hmm. large, True. you know, it's, you know, it's a reasonably large slice of the pie of what, what we kind of get off on. So um, I feel like the fact that, you know, there was a DC one available to start, Worst case scenario, I've got a couple of really cute little yeah. pop finals that I can stick around the house. This is it. I mean, you know, cost of entry was low. Mm-hmm. Even buying at retail, forgetting all the stuff, discount and stuff, cost of entry is still pretty low. Yep. Um, and it is it it fits that real nice balance between something a little bit fun, something a little bit tactical. Like it, it kind of just spreads itself out around all those things. It's it's light. Like it's not complicated, but yeah. it um, it's just enough. I think they've done a reasonably good job. Yeah. So yeah, fair number of pros for this one. So, you know, cost wise, it's not 
mean, it's it's reasonably available. Pop finals have got you know their market share of you know four hundred percent of you know, news agents and you know they're everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's bloody pop finals in. Um, so it's not hard to get into. What I found really interesting in the game itself was it was a lot more like normal games that we play than I expected. It was like a small-scale miniature skirmish game. Like, you know, I didn't even click until I was reading the cards. It's like territory, you know, control, capture the flag type things. With- well, I mean, it, it's all those things, right? So it's the... The, the base rules are, are pretty simple, pretty mm. slick, pretty pretty straightforward. And then it's the model's abilities that add the complexity and depth to it. Yep. It's the multiple ways of scoring objectives. So it gives you some choices there. So you've got yeah, your objective scoring. You've got your straight-up kill. You've got your be in a place at a time, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of the three primary ways in most games that you yeah. will you'll find a score. Um, you've got the synergy piece around this model does that and it plays with that model and I can kind of do AB things and, and tag teams and stuff. Um, and that on the fly of, oh, this has happened in the game because there is still a random dice element in there. Yep. Um, so best laid plan. So how do we replan on the fly based on what's happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that piece I really enjoy of, all right, well, here's the pieces I now have. How can I MacGyver myself out of this <laughs> stupid ass situation I've put myself into? Which one's the paperclip that becomes the Swiss army knife? Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was not expecting as well is because it's, it's almost like a mini strategy game is that I can see myself playing this with the, the kids and yep. sort of a gateway drug. And absolutely, uh, the level of accessibility, because the game by itself is not complicated, um, you know, maybe not quite six, but, you know, you could probably no. adapt, Yeah. to be fair. Um, you take out the abilities, or you just give them one each and mm-hmm. one cost, and it's nice and easy. You can do this once per game or something like that. You could just go, let's try this. Yep. Um, but it's got the... The thing that the pop finals do really well, which is the aesthetic, that kind of cutesy, um, you know, look that gets a lot of people in. It's got a whole bunch of IP that does it. It's got a simple enough rule set that people who aren't gamers can do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you mentioned the kids, but this could quite easily be the wife, the the mate down the road that doesn't play games. Not my wife. (laughs) Not, not that, yeah. No, but as a potential for, uh, let's do something that is not too. I've tried to introduce my wife to gaming before. You know, she's made an effort to to be involved, and mm-hmm. it's very much appreciated. But there are two pieces. There is you start realizing the complexity of the games that we choose to involve ourselves in, and the amount of effort that it takes to kind of get it and yep. and play it and and get across it, that we choose to, to put that effort in. Um, and secondly, how competitive she is. Yeah, that's the issue with mine. She she does not, I don't know, it's, it's not like any other thing in her life, but when she starts playing games, she does not like losing. So, 
Uh, kids, that's where I'm focused at. Yeah, no, I, I respect that decision yep. um, and see where it's come from. <laughs> but, yeah, but, and I mean, you know, it's cutesy. It's definitely not going to appeal to some people, that's for sure. Yep. And, and God knows how many people are listening to this that are like, okay, God, no. Um, Look, but if you are looking for a hardcore, you know, strategy game to, to really push the boundaries of your tactical brilliance, no, this is probably not it. This is definitely not it. Um, unless your t- tactical brilliance is pretty goddamn limited. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you've been playing a bunch of Age of Sigma, this could be a step up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to move along now. and say that, yeah, like I said, there's lots of different IPs that they, they have these for, and there is absolutely no rules saying that you can't play any of them with any. No. So, so let's just... It's... The Jurassic Park one, the expansion, has Jeff Goldblum. With a flare. With a flare, that's yep. important. Um, and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. As the two models here. Now, you can combine that with any of the others. So, you can have Batman and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You can have, and let's just appreciate this for a moment, the Golden Girls expansion with Betty White and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) You can have a dinosaur and a dinosaur right there. Uh, (laughs) I know, is that too soon? Anyway. um, I'm trying. Yeah, I've I've got that whole... Pokemon aspect to, to <laughs> my brain, um, which is why I avoid Pokemon. Um, I'm trying. I have the two DC ones. Surely that's enough. But Look, the I feel Jurassic like... Park expansion, the Cool Aid Man one, is really calling to me. Yeah. Uh, even the Game of Thrones Nightmare Before Christmas. It'd be kind of cool. I'm surprised they went Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Like I'm not opposed to it at all. No. That's kind of cool, but um. Yeah, I was I was surprised that was that's where they went. That's happy days. But it could be dangerous depending on the rate in which they start releasing yep. and the access to IP that they've got from Pop Vinyls. Because Pop Vinyls have access to everything I mean, almost. You know, there'll be a Mandalorian one out next week. There'll be um if there is a pipe. <laughs> There's no question there. If, if there's a Mandalorian expansion with Mando and Baby Yoda, right there. Yep, I'm there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot of potential for for all that kind of stuff. And realistically, like the game doesn't change. We're not talking power creep. We're not talking no. anything like this. It's it's too light. The, the abilities aren't that good. No. Um, it's- I mean, sure, you could probably work out the best combinations that, you know, Batman. This is not the game to do that with, with Stop Tyrannosaurus it. Rex with Betty White could be the best combo type I mean, thing yes. in the world. As long as the Batman's but, Adam West. Well, he is that color. He is the blue. Like blue. Yeah. Um, I like to think of this. No, it's just, um, this is a fun game, and this is not the reaction that I was expecting to have. No, this was. Uh, I'm waiting for the day where we're just like, mm, no, nah, we're not going to play that again. Mm. Um, Surely it's going to happen. It's got to. There's got to be one game that we're just like, oh, oh, it was that. Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> um, oh, let's not try that again. No, I just ended up sticky. Um, 
This was not that game. I mean, it's got its place. Yeah. But also multiplayer. Mm. So I think it was, it was like a two to four player. Two to four player. Uh, it's still two sites, but you have. Oh, you've got to work with someone. You work with someone. This can only end so, well. So um, it was quite amusing watching watching this video, which was a four player one, and watching the the teams discuss among themselves, going, "Oh, I think we should move Batgirl now because then she could do this." But oh, but what about oh, Batman's on the ground now? What if we move him? Yeah, no. So it was quite interesting to watch that, but I reckon that would be multiplayer would be even more fun with just wild and wacky things, just like loud. the combos, not combos, but the the Batman Tyrannosaurus Rex, yeah, rather than Batman Robin. Yeah, I reckon multiplayer just get in with some really fucking weird. Yeah, and even if teams. it was just you know two models aside, four mm. players all in. Stupidity, yep. it'd be great. I also really enjoy multiplayer, like cooperative games where somebody has a final say about what somebody. So, and I'm sure we will cover this on another episode, but Zombie Side is the example I'm thinking mm-hmm. of because everyone has a character. Yep. Now, theoretically, you're all working towards the same stuff, and there's a lot of discussion about what you should do, but ultimately, I just say what this character does. So, I can take all the advice in the world. <laughs> And go, screw you guys, I'm going over here. And I feel like a multiplayer of this could be exactly the same thing. If you've got three, two or three models aside, and you're controlling one each, you can, you know, you can collude to your heart's content. (laughs) Uh, Possibilities. Yeah, but I feel like there's also no way to make this competitive. No. Like, you know, if you are the the, the Funkoverse game world champion, cool story. (laughs) Um, I'm sure you've probably given yourself that title and and made your own award. I don't think there'll be any sort of... Yeah, yeah, there is no fanfare here. (laughs) Not even the internet cares, people. Um, Yeah, no, I was was surprised at... Because even even like when we're talking about playing it, I'm like, look, it could be fun, Mm. but I feel like that's where it stops. But I actually feel like there is a level of depth to the game that I did not expect it to have. Um. Yeah, but like this simple depth. Yes, which is my favourite kind of depth. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's the rule book's like eight pages long. Yeah. You know, and we didn't, I think I picked it up once in the three games to find out. Oh, we wanted to work out how to do interacts. Yeah. Or what happened when you interacted with That's something. That's it. What, how, what, how, do? what number you put it on when yeah. you've interacted. So that was That was about it. It's. Not complicated. It's definitely beer and Skittles. Like, mm. it's not a... It's quick, but it, it's that game that you could just go, oh, I can't be bothered, but I feel like doing something. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Let's just bust it out. The entire thing's self-contained, so it's not like you're, you're pulling out armies and models and crews and trying to build stuff. Like, it's three models, guys. Yep. Just pull out the three models and put them together. Um, so... Yeah, I just, there's zero effort, but a fair amount of fun and a little bit of, a little bit of depth. It just, yeah. it does the right things. Surprisingly. But yeah, that's, that's and, pretty much all I've got to say about it. It's, as you said, you want to get the kids into gaming. Yeah. This is, this is the entry. Hmm. This you will be sticking, having a spot in my cupboard, but will actually find its way out of the cupboard as well, unlike yeah. some of the other stuff I've got in there. No. And the dangerous bit there is that they will come out with IP that you don't care for, but the kids do. 
So what happens when they have a a baby shark pop vinyl that makes its way to the game? Um, Well, there is Jaws. Well, that'll do. Yep. Anyway, so shall we move on? What's going on around the traps at the moment? It's pretty much the same as eight days ago. You know, a lot has happened in eight days. Yep. Um, So thinking out loud, because you wrote them down and I didn't think that doing that. Um. (laughs) Look, I know the Games Workshop, if we start there, or Warhammer in Geelong, the one I know about, they're probably doing some other stuff too, but they have their Crystal Skull painting competition, which mm-hmm. closes on the 24th of December. Golden Skull. Golden Skull, Crystal, 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 Crystal oh, Dragon, Crystal Brush. Crystal, Crystal Skull is, is Indiana Jones. Oh, you don't no. want to go No, there. not that one. No, it's better. It's better than that. <laughs> I mean, that's a low bar. It's much better. Um, Just do it. Either way, anyway. Golden Skull painting competition. Um, he's actually Brad's got a, a Golden Skull it that he's cool. doing as yeah, a perpetual trophy. That. It's cool. Um, so yeah, that's a, a literally a Christmas Eve. Get it in store. I think you can take photos and send them in, but then they can only judge them by the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can Photoshop them. So you know, uh, <laughs> there are, there are, play, play your odds, people. Um, <laughs> They have both a open category, which I think is like a one foot by one foot board limit. Like, okay. just, you know, do whatever the hell you want. Make it a diorama, do it, whatever. Just, you know, there's a limit. Acon. Your little Acon. One, one foot by one foot. Yeah, if he wasn't, if he was a G-Dub option. Oh, true. You could do true. your one. Just oh. strewn bodies mm-hmm. and him. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Um, somebody should do that. Uh, not me. Somebody else should do that. <laughs> and then they have a, a Young Bloods category, which I think is, again, a pretty much self-nominated. I haven't been doing this for too long, mm-hmm. which is a slightly smaller area. And again, just whatever the hell you want to put in, as long yep. as you can buy it from a games workshop. They've got the Lucky Dip gone as well oh, going yes. on. So, yeah, buy a model and a paint, stick them in a... In, as an entry, and then when the Lucky Dip starts, you will get your random bag, model, which will yeah. have a random model and a random color, and you'll have to do your model with that color at least somewhere. Yeah. I really enjoy painting competitions that take some choice away from me, because then I don't have to make all the choices. Yeah. I'm, um, kind of, I'm kind of intrigued, and I'm kind of thinking that we should do something, not now, but soon. I'm interested. Along the similar lines. I'm already interested. Um, so that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably some other stuff. There's always stuff. They can now play games again in uh, in store at, at Warhammer and Geelong. So I know, I think they're doing sort of a table booking scenario, but you can get demo games of stuff now. Yep. It's it's starting to get back to the, the store activity that you could do previously, which is super exciting as well. Yeah, I did when I picked up Underworlds. <laughs> um, yeah, Bradley was giving a game of I think it was forty k. I, I I had to go in quick and get out quick, but uh, it was just so good to see a game going on. Love it. Mm. Um, what else is happening? Hobby homies, hobby homies. They are happening. They are a happening bunch. Um, also, they have they finished their terrain competition for yep. the last season, which was spring. I totally knew that. Um, and they have a summer. Competition. So this will go for the season of summer, funnily enough. Um, it is relatively open in our options for what you can put in. The, the theme is summer. That is it. So 
do something hobby related that you can somehow precariously link to the concept of summer and then enter that. And I'm reasonably sure with no prior intel, but the more ridiculous you can make that link. Um, <laughs> God, more, I hope so. The more precarious you can go from whatever you enter to, this is how it relates to the theme. I feel like there'll be a level of appreciation there. I, I, God, I hope so, because my, my link for my idea is precarious at best. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that people do stupid ass shit. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, literally summer. Do some kind of hobby, some kind of modeling, some kind of painting, do a thing um, with summer as the theme, um, whatever that means to you, and enter it. And you got like three months to do it in, so yeah. all of the time in the world. And, yeah, you can definitely leave it till the last minute. Like, no, I'm not going to do that this time, I promise. Well, Promise. no, because the last minute came and went. Um, last <laughs> well, yeah, like, I, I left things to the last minute. <laughs> you left things to the last minute. I left things to the last minute and then didn't do anything with them. So I'm looking at them right now. Anyway, uh, that's Hobby Homies Throw the Dice of Summer Smash coming up. Yes, which is their premiere. Age of Sigma tournament um, that Rich has been running for a while as one of his two that he's doing each year. Um, the exciting piece about this is he, look, he's currently limited by numbers due to COVID restrictions and all the things that happen with that. But the more those restrictions get lifted, the more people he can have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not till sometime next year, yep. February. And he's aiming for... He wants 100 players. Triple figures. And a 100-player event, I don't care what the game system is, is a fun event to go to. And and not only that, but a 100-player event straight after COVID. Yeah. It's pretty special. Oh, yep. Um, I feel like, though, if you're going to try and go hard, like, it's a good time because who is not gagging to get some games in of anything? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an awesome one. And, look... He knows how to run an event too. Like I've helped set up and and sort of been involved in the last couple that he's done and they are just, not only are they run really smooth and they're set up really well and all the terrain looks really nice. I mean, I supply half of it. That helps. Um, But it's the thought thought around things like we're going to have tables with terrain and everything but we also want a little bit of butt room so mm-hmm. let's let's space everything out that little bit make sure the venue caters for that let's make sure that there's food and drink and stuff on site that you can get so you don't have to stress too much about that and then it's the you know the the, the time that you've got between rounds so you know exactly how much time you've got then the extra fun sort of elements he um throws in there so there's been a few of his events where um if you do something amazing in-game and I'm not sure what they are, you know, kill heaps of stuff in one turn kind of deal or you you do something bullshit. He's literally got party poppers that are going off and he's throwing chocolate at people and he's doing all that kind of fun just to keep the hype real. Like, there is no killing the enthusiasm of these events at all. Um, So, again, whether it's your first tournament, whether you do it all the time, they're they're really fun to get to. Um, Can recommend. Rich is as Rich does. 
Um, that's pretty much all I've got written down. I think, and I didn't write anything down. We we may have covered one or two more in the previous podcast. So if you've gone this far, then suck it up and go back and listen to the last one and, again. Because yeah. we we haven't got to five thousand downloads yet, and I'd really <laughs> like to. So if you guys could just download it a bunch more times, thanks. That would be great. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to give us a follow on Facebook or Spotify, Podbean, wherever you're listening to this. Um, and by all means, jump on Facebook, leave us a review, give us some comments. Yeah, heckle. Yeah, heckle by all means. You know, we're pretty much asking for it with the bloody Funko game this week, but, uh. (laughs) We are a serious wargaming podcast (laughs) that deal with the in-depth strategy and tactics of your. You've got a serious face on when you're saying that. There's no way I'd manage that. (laughs) Anyway. I think we've rattled on long enough. I'm done. Yep. Um, Thanks, both of you, for listening. Catch you later. Cheers.